welcome you to John 844. I'm James Wexler, a teacher of Yahweh, coming to you live on the Turner Radio Network for the next hour from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Filling in for Pastor Bob, who covered for me last week. We're going to have a very, very interesting program tonight. I'm sure you're going to find it that way. I have a guest by the name of Rabbi A.B. Finkelstein. He's off the east coast of the United States, who's going to be joining me tonight. And we're going to be talking about authenticity of things in the world. Rabbi A.B. Finkelstein, as I said, a rabbi off the east coast of the United States. Uh, 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 are you there with me tonight? Shalom, I am here. Say, so, listen, uh, I, I wanna, I'm filling in here for Pastor Bob tonight. And I know uh, we've never met, but I do have some very interesting questions for you. I think questions that I want to give you with the opportunity to answer to because there's a lot of rumors and conjecture that's taking place across this country relating to the Jewish population, okay? Okay. Now, you see, uh, as, as being off the synagogue and a teacher of the Jewish race because you you are a race, aren't you? Well, some say we're a race, some say we're a religion. Yeah, well, what do you say? We're on the beach. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Now, I want to get into some hard topic here right away here. Uh, uh, you know, you're a very pronounced person among your own people, and of course you know, you're very aware that I don't like you or your race, okay? I'm sure you're aware of this, right? Uh, that's your problem. You see, there's a big topic that's going around on this six million holocaust that took place during World War II of the Jews uh, at, at Buchenwald, Auschwitz, and different places. A lot of information has come out here, uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, that that it's all myth and it's all conjecture. Could I have could I have your view on this? Well, everybody knows that the Jews never told a lie in the history of the world. However, whether it's six million or six hundred thousand or sixty thousand, it's just a number. Well, it's just it's just a number. But but the thing that I want to get to at is that you know the 1934 World Encyclopedia stated that there was only three and a half million Jews in all of Europe. How did three and a half million Jews populate themselves to six million? Uh, this is the question I want, I, I'd like answered. Well, it's, a, it's certainly a good question, there's no doubt about it. But the number, you know, numbers, what can I say about numbers? The, the important thing is that Jews have always been persecuted all throughout the history of the world forever and still are. Well, the reason they're persecuted is because they're thieves, liars, and murderers, just like uh, is stated in the book of John 8, 44. Yet you're, oh, Bible stuff. You're, you're a lying Jew is what you are. You're a lying Jew. Uh, you could say that, but even when we lie, we tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is very ironic because, you know, I never thought that I would get anyone that had the nerve to join me on a broadcast like this live. And, and you know, I just got off a program with a retired colonel, a very highly decorated colonel, on my last broadcast, my original broadcast here, uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, and we got into the banking aspect of the money in this country. Now, everybody, a lot of people who have studied banking and economics, 
They know that the Federal Reserve Banking Corporation is a private Jewish bank. Is this true? Uh, well, yes and no. Well, what part is yes? Well, it's a banking institution, that's for sure. You see, the thing that I don't like about this is that... <clears throat> The Jews never knew what hard work was, and they never had. And besides, you know, this is the nice part about it. You Jews are just Christ murderers anyway. Well, that's, that's true. We did murder him, but he was Jewish too. Oh, no, he was Almighty Yahweh, God in the flesh body. That's the problem you got. Well, we tell all the Goyim that they worship a Jew and they believe it, so what's the difference? And, and now that you brought up the Goyim, let's talk about that. In other words, the Goyim, correct me if I'm wrong, I know you will. Uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, a Goyim is any person who isn't a Jew, a Goyim is classified as cattle or an animal. Is this correct? Well, they are cattle, because we're the chosen people. Well, yeah, you're chosen for fertilizer. That's what you're chosen for. You know, this is what the book of Enoch, the patriarch, even Yahweh in a flesh body said that all of you, all of you Jews, all of you Jews, the descendants of Cain, are going to perish for the evil that you have done in this world. You are the destroyers and the incineraries of the world, are you not? Uh, I'll agree with that. But you see, the thing that really bothers me, and uh, not bothers me to the extent of losing sleep over people like you, is that all wars have been created by Jewry. They've been all set up to gain, uh, as a monetary gain. Wouldn't you agree? It's the greatest game in the world to make some shekels. <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you this. You know, there's so much things being talked about with George Bush in the White House. Let me have your opinion, first of all, about George Bush in the White House. He's a good goyim. Yeah, he's a good goyim. Yeah, good for he's a good boy. He takes his orders from Ariel over there, and he tells them what to do, and he does it like a good goyim. Would you, would you, would you agree that uh, when the Belfort Declaration was signed in England, and uh, the Jews were taken to Palestine, the land of Palestine. Would you agree or disagree that there's actually more killing and there's been as much slaughter in Palestine by the Jews slaughtering and killing the Palestinians as there are of the Iraqi people being butchered in the last 12 years? Well, who counts? But once in a while, you got to thin out the hoid. When you own the hoid, you got to thin out the hoid. I see. I see. That's the philosophy of, of, of making money and staying alive and staying ahead. Is this right? Now, I'd like to... You take, you take that Iraq business over there. We, we, got, we got the white goyim fighting the Arab goyim, and they're killing each other, and we're making a lot of money, and we get the oil, and we get the interest. The most important thing is the interest on all the shekels that we loan both sides. You mean usury? That's right. You call it usually. Now, you know there's a book out that you read, uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, uh, called the Talmud. Now, the Talmud refers to Christ as his mother was a whore and, and uh, 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 he was a bastardized son of a Roman soldier. Is, is this what's being taught in the synagogues? Uh, 
Well, let me get you know that. But you see, the reason that I wanted to, to ask you this is that, you know, you just said a little while ago that he was a Jew. And now you say every Jew knows that he was the son of a Roman soldier and that his mother was a prostitute. Well, that was a long time ago. Who knows what was said back then? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. That's absolute right. You know, we're having a real bad problem in our country right now. There's a lot of outsourcing of jobs and deindustrialization of this country. You know, the, the, the seven Jew banking families that took over control of the money in America in 1913 was the Rothschilds of London, Israel Schiff of Italy, Kuhn and Loeb of Germany, the Warburgs of Hamburg, Lehman Brothers of New York, Goldman Sachs of New York, and the Rockefellers of, of New York. A lot of people, they, they don't realize and know that these seven Jewish families actually control all the money and have controlled the money in this country since 1913. I know you're aware of this. Now, in doing so, I mean, that makes a pretty big purse, doesn't it? Listen, you know, it, it, the, the goyim are the schleppers. You know, they, they do all the work. That's what they want to do. They want to work. They always want jobs, so we give them jobs to work. The Jews don't work. No, Jews don't work, and you're absolutely true. I want to get back to this Holocaust, and I want to get back to the Holocaust survivors, you know. It's to the point here, Rabbi Finkelstein, where there's more Holocaust survivors getting uh, getting money, getting payments, financial payments, than there were Holocaust people who died, uh, allegedly, among the Jews. Where, where did all these people come from? Well, again, you know, they have the evidence, they have the proof that they were there in the, in the Holocaust, and so they're entitled to some money. So, in other words, they, uh, you Jews say six million were killed in the concentration camps, and yet there's almost six million that uh, are, are still receiving funds from uh, Germany and uh, other uh, uh, funding, and, and that's 12 million. Now, how does 12 million come out of 3 million? Listen, again, the numbers, you know, you keep arguing about the numbers. The bottom line is that the Jews are entitled because we've been persecuted for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And so we're entitled. Even a hundred years from now, there'll be people collecting money on the Holocaust because of those, that lousy boy Hitler over there. He was a bad boy. Now, let me ask you a question about this, because this is very important. You know, we've gotten into a little, uh, a lot of very interesting information. We're going to get into more here in the very near future. But <clears throat> Rabbi Finkelstein, this country, the United States of America, is in real deep trouble right now financially. And I kind of want to know what you're, what you're telling the other Jews in that uh, in regards to, because I know Jews don't have any loyalty to nothing but gold and silver, especially gold. What, 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 are the, what are the synagogues teaching the Jews in America today as to the course of where this country is heading? Well, it's like this. 
you know, America, it served its purpose for us for a while. We made a lot of shekels here. We made a lot of interest off the shekels. But we can get cheaper labor in China. We can get cheaper labor in India. Why should we pay the white race Graham here in America any money when we can make a better deal over there? It's all about shekels. You know, I want to get into that about shekels and interest and everything. And this is very interesting that you bring it up because... I notice that there's a lot of investment by Jewish financiers into Asia, most parts of Asia. Now, I also know that Jewry is an Asiatic race. Is this correct? Well, we're really all over the world, but yeah, I guess we, you can say we started in Asia. Yes, that's, uh, that's right. Now, the Hebrews did not start there, and the Israelites didn't start there. You really have no bearing to the, being the Hebrews or the Israelites. You are not the dis dispersed nations, plural, of the tribes of Jacob, who was surnamed Israel. Actually, the con game that you have brought on to this country and the world for many years, and it's been a good con, it's been a good con game, is that is that you're allegedly God's chosen people? Uh, we are God's chosen people. It's just that most Jews don't like to admit it, but our God is Lucifer. <laughs> Your God is gold. Well, that's what we like is lots of gold, lots of shekels, uh, some uh, American Express cards. You know, we, we like to spend, we like to have a good time. We let the Goyim do the work. And we have a party. Oh, in other words, free foreign aid, free housing, free food, and you just let the other races be your goyim cattle slaves. Is this correct? That's what they want, so we let them be that. And this is what's coming and planned in this country, too, isn't it? The United States. Well, this country here, we're going to brown this country up. We're, we're bringing all the... All the Mexicans and all the Hispanics across the border, uh, they're in and breeding, especially with a lot of the white women, the shiksas as we call them. And they're in and breeding with them. Pretty soon there won't be a white race, and it will be all brown. And, and talking about race, you are a race, Rabbi Finkelstein, but you are a Heinz 57 mongrel race of Asiatic blood. Is this correct? Well, there's Jews everywhere in the world. We we interbreed with all the good-looking women in every country we go into. All the good-looking women, all they care about is we buy them a few diamonds, not that they're worth anything. Uh, we mark that industry up real big. Uh, if the truth be known, we have so many diamonds that if we ever turn loose the diamonds we have, you can buy them for the same price as a dozen roses. But the women, they like the diamonds. They like the furries. So we give them the diamonds and the furries, and, and we make an appointment with them, and we have sex with them, and, and sometimes we marry them. It doesn't matter because when we got want a divorce, we just go to one of our fellow Jew judges and get the divorce. We have a Jew lawyer. She's going to hire a Jew lawyer. Yeah, she's not going to make any shekels, but she can try. Let me ask you this. This is very interesting. This war in Iraq that took place after the alleged towers of 2001, September 11, 2001, this alleged war, it got very interesting. Um, there were really no Jews in them towers. Can you explain that? Well, spiritually, there were a lot of Jews in the towers. 
A lot of Jews died in those towers, spiritually. Oh, I see. Well, the 3,000 Jews were not at work that day in those towers. That, that just gave uh, a lot of people have the impression that the Jewish population out there in New York, I mean New York, was, uh, was aware that something was going to happen and they didn't show up for work that day. Yeah, we got a call from the Kahila that uh, uh, Ariel and uh, the, some of the boys in the Mossad, they got together and they uh, wired up the building and they uh, took them down. It, it was going to be a hard thing to take them down anyway because we wanted to build some new structures and the buildings were getting old and it was time to bring them down. This way, we make some shekels by destroying the building. Old Silverman, who's a good friend of mine there, Larry, he got a tufa. He got a two-for-one there, and he doubled the insurance magically just three months before it happened, and then he got a two-for-hit on it, so he made like four times his money. I should have been in on the deal. He asked me, but I said, oh, I don't know. Let me think about it. It took a little too long for me to think about it, and he pulled the plug. He pulled it, as they say, and so the buildings come down. But at least I got in on the market. And I got, I shorted, I was short uh, uh, American Airlines, I was short United Airlines, uh, I was short uh, uh, Lloyds of London Insurance Company because they took a big hit, Allianz Insurance Company, I was short them. So I made a few chuckles. Well, let me ask you this, you know, there's a lot of speculation here. You know, I know that, that the Jews are thieves and liars of any moral society. Now, <clears throat> I... I want to thank you for coming on tonight and talking to me because I also know that there's no conscience among Jewry. And uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, I, it doesn't matter what I say to you, it's going to bounce off you like water off a duck's back, right? Well, Jews always feel guilt. We've always felt the guilt. We have a conscience. The, the only conscience you have is, is when you can't steal all the money from anyone or any country. Well, you're hitting a little close to home, but you're correct. Now, on a lot of food labels, there's a U and a K. And this U and K on all uh, food labels, for example, that are sold in supermarkets, etc., is this a Jewish tax that is paid to, like, uh, uh, rabbis like you all over the United States? Is that, is that another con job uh, at the expense of the goyim, uh, uh, the masses who purchase the product? Well, I didn't get in on that one, but yeah, it's a, a lot of other rabbi groups, they uh, tax the food, and you could call it a tax, uh, you know, you're entitled to make money where you can make money. If nobody stops you, you make the money. And, uh, but, you know, the goyim, I mean, they're the cattle. The white race out there, they're the goyim, they're the cattle. And so, uh, if we want to make money off of feeding our cattle, but who's to say that that's wrong? Well, let me ask you, what's the greatest fear of the people that you have in your syndicate synagogue, uh, Rabbi Finkelstein? What is the greatest fear that the Jewish, uh, that the Jews in mass are facing on the East Coast? Well, the worst thing is uh, if we hang around, uh, our old buddy up there uh, in the Federal Reserve, uh, uh, Alan. Alan, uh, he's going to pull the plug on this U.S. dollar, and we want to make sure that we're uh, into Swiss francs or into euros or uh, Japanese yen or something uh, before that happens. We'll get the call from the Kahila. We're liquidating now, little by little. Uh, a couple of other uh, goyim that uh, they're good, bought and paid for 
Igor Chavez Goy, uh, the Bill Gates fellow from the uh, the computer place, and the uh, the, the Warren Buffett. Uh, both of them, they got out of U.S. dollars uh, about uh, oh a year ago or so. Um, we told them, you know, to, to liquidate, and uh, you know, but we're still hanging on there. So we made a little extra interest since they were out of the market. They got a lot of shekels themselves. I see where uh, you Jews have uh, finally uh, taken over the National Rifle Association. A Jewess by the name of Sandra Froman is now president of the National Rifle Association. Well, yeah, but we took over the NRA a long time ago. Uh, uh, Charlton Heston uh, it's not known so much, but yeah, he's a nice Jewish boy. We let him play Moses in the movies back in the 50s. Uh, we, but we took the NRA over long ago. All the organizations out there, the Jew controls it, everybody knows that. You know, I've read in your Talmud where it says that if you're to have any opposition, you will control that opposition. Well, of course, the smartest thing is to, is to own both sides of every game. But you, that way you know the outcome. It, we own the, de the Republicans, we own the Democrats. We got a lot of, of good Jewish boys in on, on both of them, and the rest of them are good bought and pay for Shabbos Goy, and we throw a few shekels into their uh, uh, campaign uh, uh, contributions that we give them in the, our uh, Jewish lobby uh, in uh, Israel. And they, uh, you know, they take the money and they, they do what we want so that we can make some shekels. If, if nobody stops it, who's to say we shouldn't be doing it? If, don't you wish you could do it? You're not doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, but you're thieves and liars. You know, you're all thieves and liars, just like it says in St. John 8:44. But you see, Rabbi Finkelstein, you don't own me and you don't control me and you don't control the racial identity movement in this country who really understands to a varying degree of what you people are and what you've done. Well, that, that's true. You're one of those claims out there that we don't control. Uh, but I'll tell you a little something else. We all respect you for what you do because at least you stand up for your race. The rest of them out there, they're all a bunch of cowards, all the white lace goyim, all the men. Uh, the most of them these days, they carry places and they wear earrings. They're, 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 uh, no wonder the white girls come to us, all the shikses. You know, I had a, uh, a conversation here uh, not long ago with an individual, and I got into the, the feminist homosexual agenda in the United States, and I told them that actually the sexist homosexual agenda was actually created and funded by, by Jewry, by the Jews of the United States. Well, you want to discuss on that? Yeah, we got that going back in the uh, early 1900s, the, the, the women's rights movement. We started off, see, you gotta, when you got to have a game and you got a bigger goal, you can't go in like a Sherman tank going through something. you got to start a little small. And so we said, hey, how about you get equal pay for equal work? Uh, and women have the right to vote. And everybody bought into that. And we started with the women because it's hard to get the men. The women are the weaker sex, as we know from that uh, old Adam and Eve story, I guess. But uh, at any rate, we got the women going. And now look at all the women. Most all of them around the world, especially here in America, they got short hair. They, they got a schwarzer for a boyfriend. They got a lesbian lover. Uh, they're married. 
by the time they're 40, but then they can't have too many uh, little children themselves because they've already ruined those years chasing the almighty gold, the dollar, the shekel, and they're, uh, so they're going to wind up a bunch of old maids because nobody wants them. But the bottom line is that the real good-looking ones, we take them to Hollywood that we own, and we make them big. I see. Well, Rabbi Finkelstein, you know, I was talking to you about the U's and the K's that's on the food boxes and the food sources. And the thing that I want is that this is a private Jewish tax that people unsuspectedly are paying, aren't they? Well, some know, some don't, but they better pay, because if they don't pay, they don't get the item. And the rabbis need to make some shekels, too. You know, I was talking to a person who journeyed over to Israelite. And they, uh, the United States has always been known as the land of milk and honey. They say over there, uh-uh, the United States is a land of milk and money. Would you like to relate to that? Well... What's in the saying? What can I say? A lot of people here in America, they still keep screaming about these 55 guys that they say formed the company, the country uh, a couple of hundred years ago. But the bottom line is that the Jews formed the country. We came over here. 1492 was that terrible year that we got kicked out of Spain. And Columbus who was a Jew, he found them out to take us over here. We were going to set up in Rio, and then we decided to go to New York, because New York has a little bit better weather, not so many mosquitoes. It was a little bit better. So we set up in New York, and we make the money. I was going to ask you, um, this war in Iraq, there's a lot of Jew money invested in this war, isn't there? Well, we have the uh, all the uh, ammunition companies, we have all the aircraft companies, all the, the gun manufacturers, the, the, uh, all the supplies. Uh, we're making a lot of money. And George Bush is a good goyim. He borrows it right from the Federal Reserve. And then we, they, uh, he has to tax the people to pay back the interest, because the most important part of a loan is the interest. You must pay back the interest. We're not concerned with the principal, but the interest has to keep going on. And we've done pretty well with Iraq so far. We've uh, got about $300 billion or so. And uh, But this war here is going to go on for another 30 years. As George said, we told him to sh keep it quiet and, and, and shut up and, and don't act like a, uh, like a, a big shot. Uh, 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 but he kept talking, and so. But this war is going to go on for another thirty years. Uh, we're going to go into maybe sixty countries or so. Uh, we're going to be drafting all the goyim here soon. The, the men, the women, the women—they they don't want to sit home and have families anyway. They'd rather have a career. That's a nice, exciting thing for a woman to put on a green suit and go over there and, and shoot people and get shot at. Must be exciting to them. Uh, so, we're making a lot of money. You know, this is very interesting. Well, Rabbi Finkelstein, it's uh, really good talking to you, and I'm sure the listening audience here on the Turner Radio uh, uh, Network is listening very intently because a lot of things have been a little exposed, some more exposed than others. But, uh, you know, at least you're coming out and you're telling the truth, and... 
You know, you say, you know, we got 300 billion tied up in Iraq with interest. And what 1,700 to 3,000 dead bodies compared to how much money you made? Well, but you gotta thin out the herd once in a while. Otherwise, the herds get too big. And if the herds get too big, they eat up all the resources. So you gotta thin out the herd once in a while. We, we call it a theater of war, because it's amusing to us Jews to see our two biggest enemies, the white race and the Arab race, the seed of the woman. It's, it's amusing to us to see them kill each other, and we make a lot of money off it. Believe me, I've had a lot of laughs at the synagogue with that. Well, we got a break here coming up in about a minute, I believe. And uh, you're listening to the John 844 program of Pastor Bob entitled The Lying Jews on the Turner Radio Network. I'm James Wickstrom, a teacher of Yahweh, and as a guest on Pastor Bob's program tonight is Rabbi A.B. Finkelstein on the East Coast of the United States. We're going to be coming back to you after this break. Just hold your chair and hold your place. We'll be back in just one moment. I'd like to welcome you back for the second half of Pastor Bob's broadcast tonight on the Turner Radio Network on John 844. I'm James Wicks. I'm a teacher of Yahweh sitting in for Bob tonight. I wanted to thank him for covering for me last week. I broadcast the lying Jews. Very interesting that I have one on here with no conscience, but he's coming up and at least telling the truth to what's going on in the country is Rabbi A.B. Finkelstein from the East Coast of the United States. Rabbi Finkelstein, are you still there? I am here, and remember, there's never been a Jew in the history of the world that ever told a lie. We always tell the truth. Yes, I see. I know what your truth is. Your truth to you is a lie to us, but that's that's fine. I'd like to get into the uh, the situation that took place years ago. I know you're well aware of it. It, it was called the Bolshevik Revolution over in Christian Russia. Um, uh, it's been reported here on congressional documents in the United States, and it's in many places now, that actually it was Jews who financed the Bolsheviks' Jew-Communist Revolution against the Tsar. Would you comment on that? Well, it was really the Rothschild family that financed it because they got all the shekels. Boy, let me tell you, they got the shekels. Uh, when the old man died in 1812, he owned half of all the known wealth in the world. Oy vey! The rest of us gotta chop up the rest of it. But anyway, we started the Bolshevik Revolution there because you might as well start with taking over the biggest country in the world, which was Russia, and uh, we had the help uh, to, to murder the Tsar from his cousins, the Kaiser, and uh, the uh, king and queen of England, and uh, so they uh, they helped us and they gave us all the inside information that we needed to uh, take the country over. And uh, but we drained that country pretty well. There's not a lot left, and so we look for greener pastures. And we've been doing real good here in America for a long time, but. It's time to do something else, so we're going to build up China and India, and we'll just let America sink into the desert, because no one really cares about America anymore. It's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of shekels to be uh, made anymore. You know, as they say, you can't get blood out of a stone, and we've got as much blood out of this stone as we're going to get. You know, it's interesting, 
because uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, this country is in great despair here. I'd like to know, you know, what's very crafty on your Kahila and the main sources of Jewish power, financial and political power, how they totally control most of the federal agencies in the District of uh, Columbia. Well, it's very simple. You know, the Kahila, that's the inside for us rabbis. We, we know how to get the word out to every Jew in the world uh, that uh, goes to a synagogue within 45 minutes. Uh, all the other presses, the news media, the television, uh, the radio, the magazines, we own all those anyway. So it trickles down, but by the time most of the masses get it, it's too late to make any decision. We already made the decision for them. You know, it's interesting, with trouble looming on the horizon in the United States, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of, of white people, like white people like me, of European ancestry who don't really know what's going on. And there's a large percentage of Jews in this country who really don't know what's going on either. They're going to be cannon fodder too, aren't they? Uh, there's a few at the bottom that don't go to the synagogue and they don't know, but they, they, they know they hear that, you know, with parties we discuss it, you know, how we're going to wipe out the white race and wipe out the Arab race, actually let them wipe out each other and make a lot of money. That's pretty smart. You know, us Jews, we're pretty smart guys. I know. We'll get all the rest of the countries around the world to wipe each other out because us Jews, we're special. We're the chosen people, and we're the smartest people in the world, and we have always said down through the ages, we want a world of our own, and we're going to get it, and there's nothing any of the Goyim cattle are going to do to stop it. Wakayim. So you see, you see, it's very interesting that you should bring all of this up, because where do the blacks fit in? I know that you use them. They've been part of the Jewish Communist Party in the United States, a majority, a vast majority. Uh, what's going to be their end when this is all over? Well, the Schwarzes, if the truth be known, came here with our father Lucifer 75,000 years ago when he lost that battle, only temporarily though, in the heavens, because we're on a comeback. We're the comeback kids if there ever was one. But all, all the, uh, uh, all the uh, Schwarzes, eh, what, what can you say? You know, they got a good time step, they dance good, they, you know, a couple of them can sing, they make some nice barbecue, and uh, they're real good for selling drugs too, because uh, they all love the drugs. And we make a lot of money off of selling the drugs. You do know that we control all the drug world and have since Rothschild uh, got the uh, opium wars in China going. We've been controlling the drugs ever since that. We let a few in here and there to make some money and they, they get arrested and they go off to jail for that. But we make the big money. We're the wholesalers. We're the wholesalers of everything in the world. You know, it's very interesting you should bring that up because, you know, prior to Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his, uh, Eleanor, his first cousin, uh, who is also a Jewess, <clears throat> actually, yes, they were both Jews. And it's very interesting, until they got in office, the Jews had control of the money, but they didn't have control or a good foothold in Washington, D.C., did they? No, we, we had control since the Civil War. 
the smoke cleared. Uh, he was getting shekels from both of them, lots of interest. They're never going to be able to pay back the war debt. We really control it then. Basically, what we've been doing is consolidating. I'll tell you something about that. The Illinois girl, she had a face that would stop a clock. <laughs> a train. A train, too. Now, as we talk about conditions in this country, the uh, Rabbi Finkelstein, the people know that their standard of living is being, it's not meticulously being destroyed now. It's coming by chunk, chunks. It's coming by large gouges at this time. Total industrial plants, automotive plants uh, are being shut down. Uh, 1,500 to 3,000 in a plant are losing their livelihood. Uh, it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Well, of course. But all they really ever had anyway, once you give up working for yourself and you work for somebody else, you're a slave to that person. What you're doing is actually, he's not paying you money, but all the labor that you're doing, you're giving him a piece of the action. And when you give him a piece of the action, you're making him the rich guy, not you. So... All we let them do is make a substance living. Uh, they could never afford to buy a house on their own. we got to give them a payment plan. Of course, we do them a favor, and so we collect a little interest for that, about three houses for every one that we sell them. But you have to be in business for yourself. If you're not in business for yourself, then you never have a chance to make any money. You're going to be a working stiff, a slave, a serf. You're a schlepper. You know, Rabbi Finkelstein, you're very brazen tonight, and I, I, I'm really surprised at how truthful that you've been in answering a lot of my point-blank questions. Um, why is it why is it hard for why why do the Jews feel, or is this just a paranoid schizophrenic feeling that? Uh, everyone in this country is looking at them, uh, uh, want to do things to them and stuff like that. Well, they better not look at us too hard or accuse us because that's anti-Semitism. And if you, we catch you with anti-Semitism, we control a book at you. Remember, we control the court system. All the Jew judges, the Jew lawyers, the Jew prosecutors, and we wrote most of the law. Not us necessarily, but we pay our, uh, our William in Washington, D.C., the Democrats and the Republicans, they sit around and we have them write up laws. We tell them what to do, they put it on the paper. We don't actually even do the work. Well, you know, as we're on the Turner Radio Network here, this is one of the only live radio networks that actually two individuals that come from two opposite parts of this planet, you, Rabbi Finkelstein, and yours truly, James Wickstrom, you know, we are on two totally opposite sides of this planet, and both of us have two totally different wants and needs and desires against one another, and yet here we are, sitting here tonight live on the Turner Radio Network, discoursing about people, discoursing about things, being honest and truthful, and, and telling the truth to the masses, but, you know, the, the masses have a hard time believing anything. Well, we've done a great brainwashing job on them over the centuries, and especially the last few hundred years. 
show before. I mean, we steal 100 to 300,000 children a year just here in this country, and we drain the blood and we mix it with a Passover bread, and then we throw the bodies into the slaughterhouses that we own, and we grind up all the bodies and the sausage and the hamburger. McDonald's is one of our favorite outlets. And uh, the people, they eat them for breakfast, they eat uh, their children for lunch. And, uh, you know, uh, as Jews, you know, we gotta, uh, we got to do what we do. The, the, the most important thing to remember between you, Pastor Wixom, and me, Rabbi Amy Finkelstein of New York, that we both have two fathers, and so that's why we look at the world in two different ways. And we know that there's a massive collision that's going to take place between two forces, don't we? Well, that's what your book says. Our book says that we're going to take over the world. Well, I look at you... You're doing a pretty good job right now. Yes, you've done a pretty good job, but you know there's quite an awakening coming. And uh, my father, who's not your father, my father Yahweh, who isn't your father... Of course, your father is talked about by my father in John 8:44, stating that your father was Satan and that you're the descendant of Cain, who was the first murderer. And, and you know that's true because you teach it in your synagogue. Oh, that's true, but it's not for you going to know. But right now, it's too late. It's over for you, white grace. So that's why I'm speaking so honestly here to bring it out into the open so that you can see it for what it is. Uh, you've been teaching uh, the people real good, but they don't wake up, do they? You don't get a lot of followers, do they? Because you know why? They're scared of us Jews, because they don't want to be called anti-Semites. And they believe that we're the chosen people. And so that's why uh, we can do whatever we want to do, and we can get away with it, because the white men are cowards. And we go to the synagogue all the time and have some manashevets and dance the Havanagila. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I've told people for years and years, it's not that you Jews are hiding anything. You're coming right out on television, in the newspapers, on the radio, and you're telling the people exactly what you're going to do before you do it, and they're uh, like they're brain dead. Well, we did a good job with the public school system. We got you to put all of your children in there. You notice that the Jew doesn't put his children in there. They go to the Hebrew Academy where we teach them the real things, and then they go to the synagogue and they learn the real important things. But we send your kids to the public school. We even have you tax yourself from your property so that you never own your property. And uh, so if you don't make your property tax, we're going to take your property. You can bet on that. And we have you put your kid in a 12-year babysitting is about all it does because you don't learn anything. And then by that time, the kids, uh, they get to be teenagers, and then uh, we give them the music. Uh, Not that we really want to call it music because, oy vey, that's not music. But they listen to that, and then they want to do what they want to do, and so we sell them drugs, and uh, we make a lot of money off your children. Your children from cradle to grave, all we do is make money off of them. Your cattle, your goyim, the human cattle, muzzle tough. You know, it's interesting. Yes, uh, I know what you call us, but I, but you know, uh, you may call me Goyim, but I can call you Devil, but you know I'm going to be calling you a good name because that's what you are. Well, that's true. Now, you see, 
Rabbi Finkelstein, in your synagogue up there in New York, uh, do you have a lot of infighting with the other Jews, the Orthodox Jews, and the other Jews? I mean, is there a lot of infighting for the for the money out there in New York? I've, I've heard that there's a big inner war going on now with Jewry. Well, we we fight a little bit and we argue a little bit. Of course, that's the two most important things we do is complain and get the guilt. And uh, so what we do. We're not really fighting among ourselves because we're both going to make a lot of money. It's just who's going to make a little more on this deal and who's going to make a little more on that deal. The bottom line, though, is we have the Goyim. The Goyim does all the work. The, the Goyim makes all the stuff. Uh, he sells it to us for pennies. We're the wholesalers. We're the middlemen. We market way up and sell it to the other Goyim on the retail side. There's an old saying in Yiddish that the reason that God made Gentiles is because somebody has to pay retail. It's not going to be the Jew, for sure. The Jew doesn't pay retail. It's the Goyim that pays retail. We buy wholesale. Well, that's very interesting. I understand it. But I also know the bloodletting. I know that uh, on your Passover, which isn't mine, that a lot of little children do disappear, and I, I, I do know that, and I know a lot of police uh, police departments and agencies have been informed, but you're very open. You're very open tonight. I'm very surprised that you're talking about the bloodletting of the little children that you put their blood in the matzah balls and that you eat it on sacrifice on Passover. Well, there was a Goyim that wrote a book about it back in the 30s. I forget his name at the moment. Uh, but anyway, he wrote the book. Uh, people didn't buy the book. People don't want to listen. We've been doing this for thousands and thousands of years, since down to uh, Adam's time. Uh, we take the children of uh, our enemy, which is the white race, and uh, we bring them to the basements in the synagogues where we uh, drain the blood and uh, watch them die there. It's very similar to how we do uh, uh, the, uh, the, the sacrifices that we do with the uh, kosher butchering. And uh, so we do that, and then uh, we mix it with the Passover bread. And so we eat the blood of our enemies. And the bodies, eh, we're not cannibals. So what we do is we take those, because we can make some shekels, and we give them to the slaughterhouses, and those are pounds and pounds and pounds of meat that we grind up in the sausage and the hamburger, and that's why we made those the most popular thing, sausage for breakfast and hamburger for lunch. And so all the Goyamad here are really eating their children. And uh, even when we say this outright and tell you people, you don't believe it. So that's that's your problem. You know, I've got a question, and, and I, I, yes, it is a problem. But, but you see, I, I've always wondered, how did you Jews ever get control of the IE Christian churches in this country? It's always baffled me to a varying degree, Rabbi Finkelstein. Uh, you know, you have your synagogue out there in New York on the East Coast. But I'm wondering, how did you ever totally get control of these Christian churches who at one time told their congregations to stay away from you Jews? How did that happen? Well, you know, our father Lucifer, 
the, the number one thing of all the organizations out there on the earth that we would want to infiltrate and take over of Ugoyim, obviously, would be the churches. So we attacked them first, and we attacked them most. And we infiltrated the Catholic Church right from the very beginning. Why do you think the Pope and all the Cardinals and the Bishops were a yarmulke? The white race never figures this out. And so then we took all your books that had all your scriptures in there, and we burned them. And then we wrote them in Latin so that you couldn't understand them. But we understood Latin because we're Jews and we're smart and we're educated. But you, uh, Goyam out there, you never, you never teach yourself. You don't self-teach. Uh, you're always looking for somebody else to do it for you. So uh, you wind up being schleppers all your life. And so... Uh, Anyway, uh, a thousand years later, when the, uh, the bunch of the white race started to wake up in Europe, and they started to leave the Catholic Church, it was a terrible time because we weren't making as many shekels as we used to, so we had to put a stop to it. So the kings that we had in our hip pocket, just like the politicians of Washington, D.C. today, we paid them off to get you declared heretics so that they would crucify you and kill you. But there was too many of you, and the, the West was opening up where the Jews opened up New York and Rio, and everybody started uh, going West uh, to the Americas. And so uh, we had to come up with a plan B, and plan B, we formed the Jesuits. It was a nice boy, Ignatius Loyola, Loyola that uh, he started the uh, Jesuits, and so they decided to infiltrate all the Protestant churches out there, and as always, us Jews work our way to the top, and then we take over the money line, the shekel line, the most important line, the lifeline, the gold, and so we took that over. And so slowly but surely, we teach the teachings, uh, change them a little bit to where it's all run by the Catholic Church again, the Mother Church. It's uh, your mother, but the Father Church is the synagogues in Israel and in the synagogues in New York. You know, this is most interesting. Uh, there was a report just recently, or oh, a couple months ago here, Rabbi Finkelstein, uh, uh, of, of Ethiopic Jews and Israelites. These are black Jews. And uh, uh, the Jews and Israelites didn't want them there. And the Ethiopian, the black Jew, said, Oh, no, we're Jews. We belong here, too. Oh, how does this all fit in? Well, how are these black Jews and the Jews over in Israel I didn't want them? Were they kind of like a disgrace or what? Well, who wants a bunch of Schwarzes in your land? You don't want the Schwarzes in there. There are some rabbis that went down to Ethiopia and they said, oh, we'd like to be Jews too. We laughed, but we said, okay, pay us a few dollars and we'll teach you how to be a Jew. So there was a few rabbis that, that uh, made some money there in Ethiopia, but every Jew knows that a Schwarzer can never be a Jew, and we don't want them dirtying up the neighborhood uh, in, over in uh, Israel. Uh, we give them neighborhoods here in America. We give them uh, white women to mate with, uh, to destroy both races. And, gazai, gazel, gavel, gahaya. What can I say? Well, that's, in other words, it's like Elizabeth Taylor now. She was a white woman, and yet she said she took on the ways of Jewry. Uh, how does this fit in? Well, she married a nice little Jewish boy named Eddie Fisher, and they had a daughter named Kelly Fisher, and so uh, she donates a lot of money to the synagogue. Uh, she's a good Goyim Shiksa, and uh, she thinks she's Jewish. She can think what 
what she wants. Uh, hopefully that she'll give a lot of money to our synagogue when she dies, which should be soon because she doesn't look like she's in too good a health. Rabbi Finkelstein, we're coming down on time here, but I wanted to get into this because, you know, you and I are at war. The war actually is between the white race, the children of Seth, against the children of Cain, of which you are. And we know that it's been written in the Aramaic and in all the ancient texts, you know this as well as I, that only one race is going to survive on the face of this earth, and you know it's the white race. Well, that's what your book says. Our book, the Talmud, says we're going to rule, and we're going to have a world of our own, and we're going to go out into space, and we're going to have a war with your father, and we're going to win this time. Well, that's going to be most interesting, but until then, the masses continue to awaken in many aspects in this country and in white Europe. Uh, you know, all of, all, of, all of Rothschild's banks control the white nations and have perverted the nations. But it amazes me how you penetrated into the, into the federal agencies like the FBI and the National Security Agency and how you have all these blockers and protectors in that. It's very easy to take over a government when you're a bank because the government has to borrow money from the bank. And once they borrow money, as it says even in your books, as it says in ours, who, who borrows is slave to the lender. And so this government here in America is slave to the Federal Reserve System, which is Rothschild's bank, plus a few of us other Jews who make a few shekels off of it. And the politicians that we put in charge they all take bribes. They're all a bunch of poisonites. They like to uh, drink and they like to take the drugs and they like to do the uh, fagola thing with the fagolas. Uh, so that's what they do. And it's very easy to control the government. The hardest thing was penetrating the churches because there used to be a few good uh, preachers in there. But uh, over time, as us Jews, we're so smart. We're the chosen people. We always infiltrate and take over everything and everything that there is out there today. We own and we control. I'd like to ask you this question before we get off the air. We've got about two minutes. A point-blank question. Is communism Jewish? Of course. Karl Marx, Moses Mordecai Levy, who had a couple of grandfathers that were Jewish. He's the one who created it, along with Engels. He was another nice Jewish boy. And we implemented it and got that started in Russia. It was a great bill of goods to sell the masses. We tell them, hey, you're here at the bottom. How would you like to be equal? Everybody be equal. They thought they were going to come up, but we brought the rich ones down to their level, and we took all the money, and we run it, and they're all a bunch of schleppers. And uh, we make the shekels, and we're the masters of the world, and all the goyim are just human cattle. Well, Rabbi Finkelstein, I know that all of you Jews are going to die. It's written by Yahweh. I'm glad you got on here and told the truth to the listening audience. You've been listening to John 844, Pastor Bob's program. I'm sitting in for him. I'm James Westerman, teacher of Yahweh. Our program tonight, The Lying Jew. Stay tuned for the Turner Radio Network and more truth that's coming out. Pastor Bob will be back with you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, Yahweh bless.